wake and bake with the boys Pull out some weed and get high Dude smoking on the bong while Scotty's talking Way too long, got time to smoke one more Taking the message to the people now Keep smoking and growing and watching prohibition fall down Talking grow or grow talk five four three. What's going on, man? Good afternoon, dude. What's changed, man? What's different? <laughs> everything. Yes. Everything. Yes. Nothing, man. It's all in the moment. It's all now. <laughs> By the way, right, talking got, about uh, the power good. of now. Holy shit, man! That, that erupted. Everybody loves that book. I didn't know so many. I mean, had such an impact on people. But the power of now. What's happening now? What's happening now? So we need an executive producer. What you got for Grow Talk 543? Come on, man. Let's give it up to Uncle Jim. I was just hanging out at uh, JR Token and Uncle Jim up in uh, in uh, Pacific Northwest. And man, you should see, man, over in Portland. Dude, he's got himself a, a cool setup there. there. I guess it's harvest time over there, or maybe it was harvest time recently. And it's yeah. the garage door is down. And it looks, I don't know, man. It looks very clinical over there, man. They're very serious about it over there. Once harvest time comes, man. You know? <laughs> I love the <laughs> clinical grow rooms. Although I have a buddy that's been, uh, yeah, I haven't actually hung out with him in a while. But he has a grow room that's like white on white on white. Like, oh my God, this is the cleanest grow room ever. But he also... Has had powdery mildew for like a few years. Right. He just is a grower that just like lives with it. I'm like, maybe this is too clean. Maybe you got to throw some leaves up in this bitch. So the powdery mildew, like, <laughs> I don't know, something else comes in to combat it. But anyway, it's like MRSA in the hospital, you know? That's true, man. That's true. Oh, yeah, man. So did, did you, uh, what's up? I'm good, man. You caught me mid bong here, right, brother. That's why you're smoking yourself out. Did you throw up this uh, pic, pic yet here over on Instagram yet of uh, Jared Token Uncle Jim's Crystal Cookies? Yeah, you like it? That's I love beautiful, it. Beautiful, man. That is nice. It's like the cookie. Keep growing the cookie. The feminized seed as well. The last batch we had some Hermine issues, but this round we used Optic Foliar Switch and it worked 100%. Fuck yeah. Good to hear. Right on. Good to hear. Yeah, man. Uh, and and JR Token uses specific strains to treat a very specific pain he has. He's a below the knee amputee that uh, uh, has very specific pain. You know, so it's really cool that he, he like, I know that you see, you look at the cookies and go, oh, it's so trendy, this and that, but it works for him. So that that's why he's using it and that's why he's perfecting growing it. No, I feel that. I feel that. All right, before we see some more dank, I'm going to shout out to who I just watered in last night. Raymond Nutrients, guys, running the Raymond Nutrients now on my current grow home day two of flower with the Scroopers, Scroopy Noopers, Scroopy Noopers. Nice. And uh, I'm back on my hashtag no spill. Just look at the one thing I do, like I, I last night I watered in, um, I don't know, what was it, a four or five part, and everything was at eight mils per gal. After I watered it in, pH is exactly where I wanted it, and it's just super, super easy so far. So, and the plants are starting to look really good. I'm waiting until they look a little bit better even before I get uh, my second video out. I've been taking some more videos of the grow too, but check them out, guys. Been uh, supporting the grow, supporting my grow here, Ramo Nutrients, as well as supporting the culture. More importantly, um, they've been in the culture for a while. Ramo does a lot for the community. He's got his own strain. He's into pain relief, medicinal use up there in Vancouver, kicking ass. So. Yeah, and such a cool guy. I always say vote with your dollars, and I vote for Ramo. <laughs> All right. All right, these danks, man, over on uh, Instagram, hashtag Dude Grow Show. We got one here from Chronic Cool Grows. All right, cool beautiful grows. colors developed on this alien rift. 
15 by at Vader Dog and at Ocean Grove Seeds. Wait, 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 that's point. Vader OG, man. Come on, man. Pretend like you know who people Did I say are. Vader Dog? <laughs> yes. Oh, man. That was a little at Vader OG. <laughs> Thank you. And it's this damn at and hashtag, man. Right. It's too much. Too much. Anyway, day 58 and Luminous A10. All right. Looking good, man. Looking really good. I've got one more on here from, again, JR. What's up? Giving you some love today. He yeah little animated pictures that move around different angles of the flower. And this is cookie crumbles week four of flower. This Looking is cool. Good, Cause man. it shows you where everybody's always showing you what it looks like the last week. Here's what something should look like. You know, he knows what he's I doing. I do like it. Yeah. This is what something looks like. That's go right on schedule week four though. It's starting to get some frost on there. The hairs are white. Uh, the plant's still healthy and, and it, yeah, it's still living, you know, you know it's growing. So it's, it's important, man. Sometimes you yeah. look at something and the leaves are all laying down and you're like, okay, it looks mostly alive. Yeah. There's a lot of frost on there. For week four. I mean, that's still, yeah, looking dank. Beautiful. Beautiful. Love it. All right, let's see here. Moving on. So you got you ready to talk a little grow, man? I'll talk a little grow with you, man. Come on. All right, yeah, I'm ready for some grow. You know me. Ready for some grow talk. Let's hit it here. We got. Uh, hey, can I just have one stone thought really quick? We were talking about Remo nutrients and Remo, and I'm like, yeah, you vote with your dollars for guys like that. That's why we have like dab vans that, that stop by people's work and dab them out, man. It's because folks <laughs> like that are fucking making the rules now, man, because we gave them a little bit of goddamn money. I love it. And so let's keep it going. Hell yeah. So this is, uh, I don't know if you guys are interested in, I'm not as much. This is Bokashi's Strategies by Asmos Gross. So, and he's got, he goes, Happy New Year's. Did you see, has anyone out there used Bokashi? Do not misspell that on the internet, man. It'll fuck you up. (laughs) You can't unsee that shit. (laughs) And if so, how? Basically, I'd prefer to learn from someone that got the system down instead of reinventing the wheel. Some use the tea from composting as food, uh, food as a supplement. Others fully compost the food first and use the compost as an amendment. Still others strictly use the Bokashi nutrient pack on their heavily amended soil and planting. So we're looking down here below. He's trying to see what's the best. I put up a link to this is a a container, right? This is like something you put in your, I don't know, kitchen or have to be in your kitchen, but a food scrap container. They've got, it's called a Bokashi bucket. And it's, I think the wrap on Bokashi, I'm not educated with this guru is going to tell me a little bit about it, but it'll pretty much compost anything. It'll just, it's, it's anaerobic bacteria that'll pretty much. They're anaerobes where they, they're really good at working in without the presence of oxygen so they right. can work in a liquid. And so you, it's basically like a liquid bucket that you put stuff in, it composts it. You either, I guess you can use stuff as that as a tea. I've never really done that before, but use the finished product. You dry it out and use it as like a top dressing, just like you would a normal compost. Okay. And, and you, so this, yeah, this kit thing's kind of cool. It comes like with, the, you can make your own shit, of course, but it, this one, and it has like a spout. You can get the juice out, which just says you need to do every once and so, and then a spray, which the spray is the Bokashi. So that's like a mic. That's like a spray of that EM, anaerobic. It, it's, it's facilitative, facilitative anaerobes. Yeah. They're saying it like almost double, like it makes shit go way quicker as far as well, if yeah, you're composting. And, and you can compost all this stuff. It's really fast compost and it shouldn't smell bad. And you can compost things like that you wouldn't normally 
compost in a pile like meat and bones and right like it, it can actually decompose all of that stuff now does it do it as good over. as the slow aged slowly digested composted you know, I know stuff there's, there's a lot of people that like to take their bokashi and then not all at once but feed it to either their worms or add it to their to their compost piles right. so it just adds that biodiversity to their finished compost now Guru, so, do you have to worry about the i mean dude the, some of the food that if you're going to compost bones and and animal products i mean they're loaded with antibiotics do we have to worry about that i mean is, will you notice we'll just kill the bakashi uh sh- sh- negligibly should yeah so should, pro- should, probably should are you stealing from joe bob yeah, oh, I'm so so, exactly. I'm, yeah i'm so sorry that is absolutely from joe bob man i'm just reading some of the comments and it's interesting but hey maybe we'd grow an antibiotic resistant bokashi man yeah so as a grower, the advantage here is getting the juice out of the compost is like a good food supplement for your plants. Can be, but uh, no, the main thing is getting the actual drying out what's left over. If you once you drain off all the juice, dry that out and using that's oh, your actual that compost. compost. Yeah, you like it a juice? Interesting. The juice. I cannot. Good? I mean, for me, like I get finicky, man. Like when orange peels in the trash can, banana peels, all that shit immediately just starts to get the fruit dank smell, which right. I don't like. Um, but I mean, hey, in some citrus swear, peels like, are one of the one things that raccoons won't even pull out of a dump pile is what uh, citrus peels are is something uh, that raccoons will not even pull out of a dump <laughs> pile. And even like for microbes to break Scotch down, it's really hard would. for them to break down that type of stuff. <laughs> anyway, you say it should. And that's what most people say. It shouldn't smell. I just, yeah. We're interesting to try. I mean, I it'll want- smell. It shouldn't smell like <clears throat> awful. It should have like a kind of fresh composty soil smell to it, I guess. Is. <laughs> All right. I'm going to get one for you for your birthday. We'll oh, see. I'm good. <laughs> Guru, his clothes smell earthy, man. His whole house smells earthy. Mm. Speaking of earthy, sir, yes. let's do We We sat down with Richard from Lambert Pete, man, and uh, we didn't have a chance to play this yet. There's some good information in it for sure. Uh, we talked about sustainability of it, growing with it, um, how it breaks down. Should you be concerned in no-till? So why don't you yeah, sit back, check this out, man. Throw this in here. Let's learn a little bit about Pete. Deal. All right. What's going on? Or growing on, man. I got to say growing on on the show. <laughs> you are so cool. <laughs> we were hanging out. A long time coming. Uh, we have Richard from Lambert Pete, and we wanted to learn a bit about Pete. And uh, we got you finally hanging out. Much appreciated, Richard. How you doing? Yeah, thank you, guys. <clears throat> Glad to be on the show. Uh, yeah, I've been looking forward to this. Yeah, I mean, if you don't know, I mean, Richard and Lambert Pete and getting involved. I'm going to get right into it with the first question because i mean we've seen you guys um you know at uh, cannagrow expo sure. you know cannabis specific events um coming out there as what what are you one of the big what do you say big three p producers Actually, in the everybody world, whispers or? in my ear they go lambert pete's the one of the big guys man yeah i think it's up for debate but yeah we are one of the top three i would say in north america yeah, that, that's what we all hear. I don't um, know if that's up for much debate, but it's really awesome that you guys decided to hop into the cannabis community and the cannabis arena. And we need guys like you. We, we need we need folks to come on in and do good business and say, hey, these guys are great to do business with. Don't be scared. For sure. For sure. We support you know, those guys 100%. You know, my main focus is cannabis and that's 95% of my business. And I was hired specifically for this market. Excellent. Excellent. And hey, any, any pressure with, uh, all the changing attitudes that are coming in? I know in, in my business, I've gotten a couple phone calls, but, uh, any, anything as far as that's concerned, you know, politically, so much. It's, it's been business as usual. 
Ah, that's because you got because Lambert's got enough money. Trump will leave you alone. Man. <laughs> <laughs> he wants to be your friend. I love it, man. And you know Trudeau, you know he's supporting it one hundred percent. We are a Canadian company, and uh, yeah, where are you so guys based out of up there? Up there. I'm sorry. Where are you guys based out of up in Canada? We're in Riviere Well, which is in Quebec. Okay, Quebec, Quebec. So we're, we're up on the St. Lawrence River. You can actually see the St. Lawrence from our bogs. And will you give me a little understanding? Honestly, I used to drive by. I had a, I had a grow house, allegedly. I mean, my brother tripped at a grow house right next to a peat bog. I think it was two co-peat or something like that. But I remember it was just like a light. It looked like there was a few feet down, and they were just, just scraping the earth, basically, is what it looked like they were doing. And this is down in Florida. I will say that every, I used to get cheapened by Florida peat from my bamboo down there, and every Everybody would say to me, Florida Pete, yeah, that's, you know, whatever. If you want the good stuff, it'll cost <laughs> you, but it's Canadian Pete, and everybody would buy it too, man. What is this? It's, you yeah. know what? Help me understand that. So what's the difference between cheap, cheap Pete and good Pete? Like the Florida Pete that I was getting, that I get down there for $20, and I want to say Canadian Pete was 35 or 40 It was almost twice the price. What's the deal? Mm-hmm. Well, so... Let's see. What's a good way to put this? So black peat, you know, you'll see more of that in the States. Okay. It's, uh, it's just just a darker, mushier peat, I'd, I'd say. Um, yeah, this you know, was heavy Canada, stuff. Yeah, exactly. It, uh, very dense, very dense material. You know, it's uh, a lot of those guys blend that with Canadian peat to get that air porosity back in there because – when you talk about black peat, you talk about finer, finer particles, um, just denser, less air porosity. So, and will you give uh, me yeah, a twenty thousand know, foot overview, just really quick, in in the the particle size of soil? I know when we talk, you know, and dude, you actually studied this in school. I remember you taught me this, man. But like, clay is the is like silty, right? That's like the smallest particle size. And then when you've got a bunch of real small particle sizes, it, that keeps uh that that get, creates anaerobic conditions right it was so that like the plant and, and the, the it can't breathe right correct correct so yeah, roots want to breathe just like the plant does so the different peats have different particle sizes more and more or less silt content is that how it works well we talk about it in in terms of millimeters you know the the fiber length it's like taking a string you know you've got zero to ten millimeter zero to twenty millimeter that's the length of the fiber got it because, okay you know th- this is sphagnum moss and it's just uh over time as it uh you know is decomposing you know your fibers are gonna shrink in size got it okay cool you there dude man I was in your 20,000 foot overview still, man. (laughs) I'm learning here, bro. I'm learning. So yeah, you can hit it, man. I get curious about, you know, we get into the, uh, it's not really a a debate, but sustainability is a a rabbit hole of a word, depending on what you're talking about. Uh, And when people talk about, oh, you know, Pete's great, but I don't like, you know, Pete Boggs, like you said, you're scraping from the earth and, you know, and then people talk sometimes about how cocoa is more sustainable, but that makes me think about, and I'm not trying to pitch one against the other i use both but when you're shipping it across the ocean in a tank or you know container ship with diesel fuel and all the effort to get it here and wash it and all the water involved etc but first i want to focus on pete with um you know do you consider it sustainable or it is sustainable because it's like well it'll run out in you know sixty thousand years what's the big deal like what's the breakdown with that well, there's new studies coming out by uh, universities saying that it is a sustainable material. You know, it is growing at a faster rate than we're harvesting it. Really? You know, sphagnum peat moss is, is living. It's growing. Right. And, you know, that's where peat moss comes from. Uh, we're actually to the point now where we are 
reseeding bogs with sphagnum moss. Uh, you know, we shut them down and they're done. And, 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 you know, it's a living ecosystem again. Um, we, we reach a point in a bog where we feel like it's, it's no longer, um, uh, sustainable. And we, we shut it down. We plant it in blueberries, uh, cranberries, and it, it's done for good. Um, so does that go directly to other, you're not just doing that for like to rehabilitate it. Like that's directly to other industry, like those blueberries and blackberries or whatever are being harvested and sold. Sure. Yeah. It's a good farm then. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, I like it. I like farm, you're reusing the land, <clears throat> but go ahead. Mm-hmm. And every year when we're harvesting, we're only taking, you know, maximum half an inch off the top of the bog. Uh, it's, it's a vacuum process. Uh, and it's, we're just taking a thin layer off the top every, every year. I was so it's, picturing a big know, shovel going deep. I'm thinking yeah. you're taking like four feet. How much did you say? Half, half an, inch? an inch? They're just scraping the surface. Half an That's inch a trip. per year. Half an inch per year. Huh. So then these university yeah. studies are showing that per what you guys are taking now, it's sustainable because mm-hmm. we're at around the, the natural- world. It's building more than a half inch a year, I guess. Correct. Yes. You know, you look at Europe and, and their harvest methods, they're still brick cutting peat. And those guys, you know, they could go down five, 10 foot in right. a year when they're brick cutting. And, you know, you think of that. I mean, you can just imagine. As a matter of fact, uh, now that I think you know, about that Florida bog, I think they were brick cutting, which is these big, you know, these big, it looks like a giant brick, almost like something if you were building a pyramid or something, it would be, you know, five, six foot brick. Right. Man. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Right, and, you know, cool. in Europe, they're using that for heating and, uh, and other other practices also. Got to make your scotch with the peat, man. Don't, don't they burn that for scotch? They got peaty scotch up in the... Uh, yeah, they, they use it to filter scotch. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, to get that, that peat, peat flavor. Yeah. Interesting stuff, man. Good stuff, man. What you got, dude? Uh, I want to take another grow a little with um, no-till growing and reusing media uh, is becoming more popular. You know, it's efficient. Sometimes, I mean, it's, it's even better. I mean, people say that, you know, I've had the same bed for two years now and it's just never been better, but it brings concerns of the process of peat breaking down. Like, is there a point where if you're running, you know, some people, people like to brag about how long they've ran their no-till. Sure. I mean, they keep reamending compost and things, but do we need to be concerned about peat breaking down and becoming not pH stable? Yeah, or isn't just, it acidic? Isn't that right? That's why they put blueberries and cranberries on there at the at the end of your bogs? Correct. Peat, peat is naturally acidic. Okay. So and um, we add calcitic and dolomitic lime to it in our mixes. And over time, that's going to go away. You know, I, I'd say a three, four, five month period, you're going to start losing your lime charge. And then what happens is your pH starts going back, back down to a three, five, four range. Got it. Wow. Which is not suitable for growing. Sure. Sure. So, so you just got to reamend then. I guess these guys like Joshua Steensland and all these guys are probably reamending after after their, uh, you know, at, at either afterwards or I don't know. Maybe they're just fortifying the, the, during. I don't know. Yeah, that and using a calcium based fertilizer uh, to buffer that pH, keep it within range. Mm, interesting stuff. Good stuff, man. What about peat blends? As far as I mean, do you see? A, a specific blend that's your most, you know, as far as what do you, I know you guys supply a lot of commercial grows. Um, you know, you can get it out here in Denver at some distributors, even down to just, you know, the, the I'll call it the hobby indoor grower level, but is there mm-hmm. a most popular blend you're seeing cannabis growers use? Yeah. Do you guys use slow release? Right. You guys different calcium charges or t- tell us about that. LM six is going to be my most popular mix right now. It's basically 80% P 20% perlite. Um, I do get some requests from mycorrhiza added to it. 
but that's going to be the staple right now for me in the industry. So is it inert otherwise? Like, I mean, is it fairly, I mean, it it doesn't have a feed in it at all. It has an upfront starter charge, uh, but that's just going to last you about two weeks. Okay. Starter charge for transplanting going, you can fur it on top of that, but you know, don't, you don't have to go as heavy as just normal getting it established. All right. Right. It's just basically a light micronutrient charge. Do you guys use cocoa in any of your blends? We do. PC25, that's our peak core. What's the ratio on that? I'll bet you 25. 20% coconut core, 25% perlite, and 55% peat. Oh, that's pretty cool, man. That's a light mix right there, huh? I like that. How do the growers like that in our industry? I'm sorry? Pretty well received in our industry. That mix? Oh, yeah. That sounds like something that I would pick out of a catalog. And what's that called if I want to pick it out of a catalog? PC25. PC25. 25 representing the amount of perlite I'll go with. Correct. All right. PC meaning peat cocoa. Breaking it down. Look at you, man. You get (laughs) things, man. Don't sleep on the dude here. Um, And I actually have a large grower in Denver using that product indoor. Awesome. What uh, do you guys have plans to come out here anytime? So you're not going to be out here for the Indo Expo, or where you guys plan? Tell us a little bit as far as is Lambert Peak going to be out at any of these cannabis events? Yep, we're doing the Indo Expo. Oh, sweet. Um, yeah. Are you coming out? Uh, yeah, yeah, I'll be there. All right, you're gonna have to meet us out front in the trailer, man. We got the, the smoking <laughs> station. You can't miss it. It's like a 1960. It looks like you don't want to go in it, but you do. What did you do to Richard, man? <laughs> we have it's done day that. one of the show. Get, get the best of me. <laughs> no, we're excited to see you out there. We'll definitely be hanging. And yeah, I just really wanted to get you on to introduce to our audience and let everybody know that you know Lambert Pete's stepping up, helps support this show as well as has great Pete available nationwide. Um, buy the truckload if you prefer. Yeah. For sure, for sure. Right on, man. Well, I'm gonna let, I know you were on the road, and I appreciate you taking the time off to the side here to get us some of the info. Um, and then, heck, man, I'll be seeing you in, in, in a couple weeks. All right, guys. Thanks a lot. Hey, Richard. Thanks for taking the time, brother. Be good, man. All right. Take care. Later. All right. Uh, let's get back. We got a, a comment off YouTube. Grower's comment over on YouTube uh, by Friggin' Friggin' Wizard. You Friggin' Wizard. He goes, it has been... It has no bearing on the quotations here. Can I clone an auto question? But can you or but you can to a significant significant degree extend the veg period of autos by growing them in deep water culture. Easily push a 70-day auto over a hundred days. And with a faster deep water culture growth, it leads to some monster autos. Well, wow. Man. I'm not fully fa- following because I thought it was just the genetic, it's just in that plant. You know, I'm going to finish no matter whether I'm in hydro or whatever. That He's saying he's pushing a se- 70 day auto to over 100 days. So like, do you get that at all, Guru? Why that? I mean, would be the case in a different I'm growing. Not super experienced with autos, so I haven't really gotten a chance to. Tr- play around with stuff like that but um, it's, it's, it's something to, to experiment with i mean this is the yeah. anecdotal evidence that you start with so maybe if you just i mean i know with deep water culture you're absolutely bathing those roots just in perfect conditions those roots can't be stressed at all i mean when you look at those things they're just pearly white and huge so i don't know what to do i don't know why it would prolong uh the flowering i could see it certainly growing a larger growing plant. a larger plant yeah, yeah i can certainly see you growing a larger plant in a shorter amount of time just because you're getting a more effective veg but man freaking wizard let us know what's up hell yeah i like yeah and the dwc 
it's interesting to see people still pulling that off. I like it, you know, and I think it's in the individual even. You know how some people want to run saltwater tanks, those type of people? Anyway. Yeah, it is. You know, <laughs> I will say, yeah, it is for somebody that's a real maintenance person. I mean, we yeah, we know people like that. that just absolutely love to maintain things. They like to make sure every, you know, they like to tre- check the drippers and check the air stones. And, oh, today's the day when I clean the air stones. Oh, fuck that. That ain't me, brother. Freezing nutrients from skunk smells. Let me use this not just for freezing nutrients, but a little bit of advice on, you know, storing nutrients and, you know, half to halfway hashtag no spill. So here we go. Because what's up, dudes? Cutting grew and the rest of the DGC. I'm getting ready to order some more nutrients. I'm currently using Nectar for the Gods, Recharge, and Optic Foyer. And transport. Oh, Octave for your transport. Yes. I'm concerned about the cold weather during transit. I live in a cold state and it's been in single digits lately. Is there a possibility of ruining the nutrients if they end up freezing? I wish I ordered my nutrients before this cold snap came, but I dropped the ball on being proactive on that aspect. So my question is, is there any risk in bottled nutrients, freezing, or am I just overthinking this? Thank you for all you do and fellow growers. I want to nominate this for the best stoner sentence ever, but I dropped the ball on being proactive on that aspect. I love it, man. <laughs> I'm taking a bong hit just for that. You're stealing that. Well, I must say shout out. Thanks to you guys commenting, Vagabond, Dabney, uh, Dabney Bowman. Uh, basically, obviously, first off in this situation, you should be able to contact the manufacturer and just double check with them. And Nectar for the Gods particularly, um, Scott was like, don't sweat it. Just make sure you shake them up really good when they thaw and i'm not going to say it i think most nutrients can be frozen um but storing nutrients is, is semi-important man I've, I've been in grow rooms where people are like yeah it's like you know 89 in here and there's my nutrient rack and it's right. like it's nice to store your nutrients somewhere out of direct light some bottles do let light through and it can you know mess shit up uh in a cool you know spot room temperature or less look where i store my nutrients it's about mid 60s so it's fabulous um they should last years you know depending on what it is but uh shit ain't cheap so store it right and then don't cross contaminate things you know if you're using whatever you're using to measure out rinse off before if you're dipping into another bottle or whatever you got going on we talk about that with cloning gels that's why i never buy a big ass cloning gel container um but etc do you have any input scotty hey i want to ask guru guru you took chemistry right well yeah i mean for something like nectar it's not going to matter because nectar is not really i guess a just it's more of a mixture than a solution right um where stuff's not soluble in it it's just kind of mixed together so you shake it up and it's, right. it's, it's, homo- it's homogenous again whereas something like salt nutrients where the solubility for salt drops as temperature goes down i guess if it got if it like actually froze some of those salts could come out of suspension and have a really hard time going back in is, is and that, that what- would that would really you would notice like salt in the bottom of the the thing afterwards and pretty much water at the top so yeah i I remember when i was dealing with these big nutrients you know big uh, they would call it uh, precipitate they would say precipitate out of solution Mm -hmm. is what they would say is that That the same thing oh yeah that's the technical term okay okay so it just means that the 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 water couldn't hold the salt molecule anymore and Mm -hmm. we would see it you know and that's and like think about it you can fit more sugar in water when you boil it or hot, uh, yeah, hotter water, you true. can fit more sugar, put more salt in before it starts to still grain up on the bottom of it. It's a secret it's the to same, my lemonade, same brother. thing with basically any salt. It's all it's a function of temperature and pressure and a couple of Well, things. how about instead of freezing nutrients, you guys tell me about disposing of nutrients. Oh, don't even tell me about that. I got plenty I got plenty to had dispose that of. Issue. What's that? You have to grow something with them, man. And the rule I mean, is, is there can't... no responsible way? Because I know I've had that issue where I, you know, I forgot about this, or I was like, oh, this was here. This is just too old, or 
or doesn't smell right. And it's like, shit, this is a grip. You know, maybe this is a, a few gallons of stuff. Some people might have an old tote, like a 2.5 gallon sitting around. Um, so if it's pure nutrients, I mean, it basically, if you're going down the drain, you're, you're semi, whatever you're, you're being the bad guy. If you're putting it down the drain, you're part of the problem. Yeah. By the way, <laughs> I mean, I've probably got some bad karma to pay back. I mean, my brother trip does for just like leaving the bottles outside the neighbor's house and shit, you know, Go, driving around the block and leaving the garbage bag in front. <laughs> I mean, how long does that bad karma last, man? Is there an expiration date? Probably you know, explains going a few to the things. dump and looking left and right and everywhere when I was getting dumping my trash out. Anyway, oh, but yeah, yeah, you have to either dilute it or somehow put it back out into the environment the way it was intended to be, basically, is what you're saying. I, yeah. I, I think so, man. I think probably getting it back into, you know, for me, I'm going to try to grow things with it and try to get it back even in grass or something. I could probably spread it, you know, a high nitrogen fertilizer, really weak solution of it. I guess you could spread it over your grass or something like that. Uh, really, give really it to the goats. That's the solution man. for everything. Yeah, I, re I really don't want to, though, man. I don't want to get the nitrogen. That's like uh, if you just give your grass all that synthetic fertilizer, it gets it makes it weak. It makes the roots weak. So I don't like to take a hike and pour it on the plants in nature. How does screw you? Man. That's the worst <laughs> thing I've heard ever, man. You've offended me, sir. <laughs> I mentioned earlier today, we got a giveaway. Um, we got Dinesh hooking up some optic foliar here. Um, we're going to do a first and second place Instagram based contest. But what we're giving away here <laughs> is a uh, first place is a four pack of 17 ounce bottles, man, of the transport rev watts and attack. And then second place will be a three pack of half that size. Uh, eight, uh, yeah, the eight and a half, basically pint and half pint bottles, yep. transport rev and watts. Nice. So Guru, how are we going to hook this up, man? Tell the people how to get involved with the contest. Just check us out on at dude grows on Instagram and you can figure out everything else there. Can I get More through work. that with my Kodak easy share? <laughs> no. <laughs> yes. What about my flip phone, man? I'm going, I want to, I so want to go back to the flip phone, but I'm afraid, man. I'm afraid. <laughs> Dude, I dropped one of them Nokia's. I think I've told this before, but in the Turkey fryer and pulled it out and I could still talk on it, man. She was good to I, go. I do believe I remember how annoying it was to converse with you at that point. <laughs> I was in you can't help it, dude. There's oil up in this mic. At least I was anyway. in the bubble, brother. <laughs> All right, let's move on with the grow talk here. We Come got uh, worm castings. Yes. Yes. There we go. All right, so this is from Bernie Dube, <laughs> worm castings and established plants in cocoa. Because I have 12 plants in cocoa, 10% hydrogen, 10 gal smart pots, and I'd like to start using worm casting. The next batch, I'll mix in 10% of the worm in the cocoa, but how can I best use it now? I'm using bottle noops, can of A and B, recharge, and some other bennies. It's a drip feed, drained away system, feeding two times a day with the lights on and plain water. Okay, and then it goes, I'm trying to get a healthier biome smoke than typical in a lot of hydro and just trying to get the best quality out of the convenience of cocoa. You can absolutely get, do it, man. What you're doing, you're totally on the right track here, man. Yeah, that was basically it. I mean, look at the good looking garden, by the way. Plants going up into the trellis there. Um, top dressing, as Soup recommends, another easy way. I don't. I like, recommend top dressing as well, man. I think you just take a couple scoops of that. You put it on top. You would take a two-gallon watering can. You fill it up with your with your microbes. Yeah, a little bit of recharge, a little bit of nutrient if you want, and uh, and just water it in, and it, it will uh, soak into the uh, you know homogenize in in with the top layer of the cocoa. And man, you will really see a big difference. Just like recharge, I'm like stronger plants in 48 hours. Fucking cocoa core. I'm sorry, not cocoa core. Uh, earthworm castings. You water some of those in man you can come back in two days and you'll be like holy shit plants look different 
Yeah. Or you could do like old screw, old screw grower told me, he's like, you know, I'm like, eh, I want to get some worm up in here. I'm having, he's like, dude, yeah, you should brew some. I'm like, I don't like brewing stuff. He's like, okay, take a five gallon bucket, throw a couple handfuls of worm in it, put a bubbler in there, eight hours, water your plants. I'm like, okay, good point, man. Like, yeah, that's not too <clears> tough. <throat> You're right. That is not too tough. That's difficult. not right. Yeah, but I said it's not too difficult to do that. You're I'm like, oh, I don't want to get cheesecloth, and what if I screw it up? No, but, you don't. You just, I mean, obviously, yeah. when you're, you're right. done, you're going to have a slurry of worm at the bottom of your bucket. It's going to want to settle. You can keep stirring as you're pouring. Just let that slurry dry a little out, and you can top dress with that, too. It's just a good way to get some of the worm goodness into the root zone, and I totally agree at the top dressing as well. Yeah. Do, it bo- do them both. You can't fuck that up, brother. <clears throat> Sorry, I got a little bit of a... A frog? Is that what the saying is in my throat? I think they do call them frogs, man. You know, That's why? Why are all these sayings a weird? Because right. life was weird as fuck back in the day, man. Because right. it actually happened, man. Frogs <laughs> were getting people's throats. Because people would actually encounter frogs in their daily lives back then. They were actually in touch with nature, sir. Yes. All right. We got another Grow Talk question here that we can... Uh, Let's bring it to him by Real Growers real quick, man. Yeah. Just remind the growers out there, Real Growers is your recharge, not distributor, but it goes together. Real Growers Recharge, realgrowers.com, slings the recharge. Yeah. Uh, you can also get it over on Amazon Prime. And if you don't know about it, I don't know, Scotty, you got to give it the, the quick breakdown. Man, it's an all-in-one. Microbes are really important. Just what we were talking about as far as earthworm castings go, the earthworms are loaded with bacteria and fungi. They're loaded with them. And when you get those on your plants and in your soil, they start populating, they start growing, and they start feeding the plant. The bacteria and fungi are, are uh, they hang out right in the rhizosphere, right where the, the nutrients are absorbed by the roots. And it, it just makes all the difference in the world. It allows the plants to, uh, to eat over a wider range of pHs and absorb nutrients over a wider range of pHs and just keeps the plants looking super healthy. And Recharge is a, a, a blend, my own proprietary blend of bacteria, fungi, molasses, kelp, humic, fulvic, and amino acids. It's meant to be an all-in-one. Everything I could combine in one uh, to bring as much value as I could to, you know, to, to bring you one product. So check it out. It's easy to find. It's over on realgrowers.com, uh, over on Amazon. If you're an Amazon Prime guy, you can get it there for a couple day, in a couple days. And check it out. It's a really good product. I know you'll like it. Money back guarantee. <laughs> yes, do the last <clears throat> the last salesman part, which you have to. Money back guarantee. For real, though. You, if you, you got that 48 you like hour it, guarantee. I like it. I'll give you your money back. Absolutely. I'm only trying to turn people on. That's what I'm trying to do with this show is turn people on to really good information. Some of the best information I've gotten was to ally with nature. Stop trying to outsmart nature. I used to be a deep water culture guy and gosh, you know, a little bit of a, of a pathogen would come in and just wipe me out. Uh, sometimes I would, I would always count on losing one or two plants from some mystery illness. And what happens is you're leaving the roots totally exposed. There's nothing on those roots. So, so yeah, the, uh, nutrition can, get right to them, but so can bacteria and fungi. Uh, when you coat the roots with, with, I should say, so should pathogens, pathogenic bacteria and fungi. When you coat the roots with a beneficial bacteria, um, it doesn't leave any room for pathogens to, to, to get in. It's just like having a no vacancy sign. It's filled with all these good guys. Um, so yeah, it's just a really cool product and it's a product that really helped me grow and I hope it helps you grow. I took too much time, didn't I? Dude? Oh, that's so pretty. No, it's all good, man. All right. But well, let's get into this uh, last grow there, talk question. There really here. is a well-meaning person inside here. Okay. I'll just throw in there since you took it away real quick. If you're in Washington, D.C., man, get your recharge at Capital City Growers. Yeah, so right on. Very cool folks, man. Very cool folks that uh, 
uh, they, they came out and supported us. I really appreciate it. We got Vegabond like, chiming in with LED here. Wait, 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 hang on a second. So how close is my recharge sold to the White House? I like that, man. I'm in Washington, <laughs> D.C. now, man. That's a half hour drive. Tell the White House and go to the half hour drive, man, and get recharged, man. Be back in an hour with it. Have you ever been to DC? No, I it don't take you. It takes you more than a half hour to get anywhere. Does it really? Yeah. <laughs> I ain't been to DC. All right, this goes uh, from Vegabond. I'm looking at converting over to LED lights in both sides of the grow. Question is, do I need to change over veg and bloom at once, or can I change over veg first? He's got T5. I think he's got two T5 eight bulbs in veg. Okay. Um, and then what he does is he takes his plants from that. They go over to his HPS room is what he's running for bloom. Mm. So he's like, he's like, I can only afford to do one at a time. I've heard that the different spectrum causes problems when transitioning from veg to bloom. What's the skinny on this? Insane skinny says, I got your skinny right here. <laughs> he goes, hello, you should be fine, but I've never ran this type of setup myself. I'm try- I've am I've tried doing a bit of research on it, but couldn't really find anything on this. Only mixing HPS and LED in the same tent. I got some, some ideas and guru chime in. I mean, T5, eight bulbs. I have no problem with, 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 uh, vegging. They seem to transition. Okay. To HPS T5. Uh, lighting transitioning to full spectrum LED. I've had have had hiccups with when I go to the Spectrum Kings out from under T fives. They're like, "What the fuck is this, man?" And it takes them like five days to just really turn turn on, turn on, and get used to that and go. Which I don't like. You know what I mean? And what do you think saying? that is? What what is that, Guru? Because I mean, I, I know T five. It's just a change in light intensity. Intense stressing the plant that way. Yeah, T fives are not very intense. I mean, they'll grow a plant, but they're not super intense. That's why you got to put them kind of close to the plant. But yeah, he, he's he's asking if he can change if he can change the veg before he changes the flower, flower before the veg, and you definitely can. Uh, it would just depend on which time you want to spend more money because you're going to need way less wattage and light for your veg. Right. Your bloom, you're going to need a lot more, and having needing more light is going to cost more. So it depends on if you want to just go ahead and buy the veg now, and then save your money until you can get the light you want for flower, or if you just want to go ahead and bite the bullet and buy the flower one, and then later on down the road go ahead and switch over the veg. What he said. Yeah, and the, yeah, there's a lot of ways to do it. Obviously, you could keep your t- same T5 fixtures and get your replacements, um, your T5 replacements for those, or LED replacement bulbs for those. Right, and pretty and cheaply then, too. Yeah, and do that. Uh, I think it's uh, Agritech Lighting or something. We found some really good ones at trying to get aligned with those kits actually. But um, other than that, a couple quick points, Shredder. Shredder made, you know, don't forget and shout out some of the people that uh, we dig with the show. Um, I was talking over at Chilled Tech Man. They got a kit that you can get and then they they pair, which we have an interview coming up soon. You'll hear about um, with even using Chilled Tech lights and rapid LED boards. To, is it boards or frame framing to hang the stuff? So like and getting tech into this is a good way to get into it for a lesser price point. If you don't want to buy a fully built LED or whatever. Right. So thanks for that point, Shredder up in here. And uh, man, let us know what you do and avoid that hang up time. It is a good thing to be concerned about when going from T5 lighting to other lighting. So, all right, let's see. I think we're about ready to sling cannabis calendar seed to sale show out here in Colorado. This happened last year, right after the Indo Expo um, in February. They have seventh uh, and eighth in Denver. Right. Uh, seed. Need to sale, and we got to go to that show. Shout out Spectrum King hooked us up with a couple passes to come in. Sure. Otherwise, man, they're they're snooty up in here. They yeah, want three hundred. Weird one, right? Registration fees here for Expo only pass. 
at the door, 445, early bird, 345. And we walked it like it was, it, you know what I mean? It was, a, it was a trade show. I didn't see, and it includes breakfast, man. Don't let me, I forgot that, man. It includes, it includes some decent snacking food and an okay lunch. Guru, didn't you go too? Yeah, I was there too. This must you be got for a good the investors, right? I, I got yeah. a good sandwich, yeah. Yeah, I hear you, Scotty, but walking around there, did you feel like, it? you know, there's people set up with booths. I didn't feel like it was a lot different vibe than the Can of Grow Expo no. or the, you know, the Indo Expo. It was just Expo, a lot maybe. harder to go outside and smoke. It was. <laughs> and they would carry you out if you smoked inside there, man. It was no good. I would just question, you're right, you're right, Scotty, if you're up at the executive investor tier or whatever, yeah. maybe you're networking there. We did see extraction people there. We did see, you know, um, there were some grove. There's a cocoa supplier there that we chatted with. Um, there was Bovita packs were there. So there were a lot of people that we see at the expos that are a lot less money, too. Sure, so, sure. Um, I would say be weary depending on who you're trying to network with there and look at the uh, exhibitor list heavily. Yes. Yes, if you're a hot chick looking for a sugar daddy husband, I would go. <laughs> there you go. That works. All right, man. Don't forget uh, to hit up that uh, giveaway. Go over to Instagram, at Dude Grows. Be checking that out. Uh, I guess, yeah, I, I love it. I don't have to give any more details because it's all over on IG. You can tell we're getting smarter, man. Instagram, you just call it IG. I'm impressed. Yes. <laughs> you're changing, man. Do some shout outs, man. Some shout outs to the growers. I'm going to shout out to Hash Mouth. Stink NYC <laughs> Nuomi 2012 and Kurt MX03 Lord Brizzle and Marlboro yeah, Don't forget about TCC and G Dragon homie The Fuzzy One and Orlando Breezy Man that's how I play it Orlando Breezy Don't forget about Prophet of Truth and Don Knight Who grows some dang ass shit are you sure he's not in the adult industry? God, <laughs> Max, Potemponics, what's up? Yeah, and don't forget about Colorado Sherlock. Loving you, brother. Or peace out, guys. Check it all out. DudeGrows.com. All right. Take it easy, dude. Some people love to blaze up the deck. Yeah, we get happy for noon. And with the boss man's is to take a little break. That means we're lighting up a dude. It's just weed. It's just weed. I like to keep the good buzz on, on, on. It's just weed. It's just weed. In my toolbox, there's a bone. Some people start their day off with a pill. It's what the doctor says to do. They shake their heads at natural medicine. Go ahead and try something new, new, new. It's just weed. It's just weed. I like to keep the good vibes on, on, on. It's just weed. It's just weed. I like to smoke it all day long. Yeah. Now if the big man catch you riding high. the dank. Just look at how he's being paid. Now, don't lock up me for smoking weed. I ain't done nothing wrong.